So welcome, Camilla. Camilla from CJ Hair, CJC Hair and Makeup. Don't forget the C. <laughs> Don't forget the C. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to be on here, Kerry. Thank you so much for joining us. I couldn't wait to get in with this one because you have a similar, I had a similar business model to what you have. So just briefly let our listeners know what you uh, do and uh, who you are. Of course. Um, So as you know, my name is Camilla, Camilla Collins. Um, CJC Hair and Makeup is one of my agencies. I'm the founder of multiple beauty and creative entertainment agencies. And I'm also a confidence and lifestyle coach as well, uh, and an author of a book called Hashtag No Filter Needed. You're just a dream client, an absolute dream client to be with today. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. So what, how did you get into makeup? Oh, right. I got into makeup, well, it was about 12 years ago, maybe coming up to 13 now. Um... I was always really interested uh, heavily into my art at school um, and I bizarrely really liked sort of distorting bodies and faces um, when I was doing my artwork projects. Um, so the short story is because of that, um, I sort of thought about prosthetics um, and whether that would be, you know, kind of a, a good sort of career for me. So. Um, that's what I went off and did. I went to uh, a school called Grease Paint, which isn't there anymore. It used to be in Ealing in London. Um, and that's where I trained. I trained in TV, film and theatre, hair and makeup. And I started off in the filming industry. I and gained some some interesting experience there. I was doing that for, for about a year. It was uh, character building. I was just about that. to say, Camilla, you have to unpack that because somebody that I've come from the wedding industry, so I don't know anything to do with film at all. So tell me a little bit, anything inside secrets. We love stuff like that. Uh, um, right. Well, I mean, I wasn't actually fully in sort of filming for, for very long um, in the grand scheme of things. It was sort of a year, a year and a half. And I, I really don't do many filming projects now at all. Um, it's kind of one or the other. It's either you're doing sort of bridal, uh, you're dealing with private clients, or you're kind of in the filming industry. And, and also fashion is very much separate as well. Uh, but yeah, I just, the thing is, you work for free for two to three years, and you may or may not get your foot in the door after sort of graduation. It's very much... Um, you know, who you know, and not what you know, but I think that goes for everything in life. And so I just when I when I graduated, I just got myself out on as much experience as I could. So I was working on short films and music videos, um, a couple of feature length films, but mainly sort of the shorter stuff. Then I started doing a bit of commercials. Um, and you look, some of the jobs were were great. And I think you think filming sort of really glamorous. And very long days. And most of the time, you're not doing stuff majorly interesting. And that's fine. But when you're sort of hanging around all day, that's what kind of really got to me. So, I mean, by long days, also the thing is with with low budget stuff um, and expenses only jobs or, or lower paid jobs, time kind of isn't money for people. So you don't get stuff done as quickly. And I remember, I mean, it was actually a great shoot, but we were up in Wales filming for about four days. And I think I averaged about eight hours sleep over those four days. Oh, my goodness. Super, super long days kind of filming. And 
there's some of it's really enjoyable like on that particular job we had to do like a gouged out eye and a full ball cap um with like all burns and things so that was really great to work on but most of the rest of the time you're just making people look presentable for camera um and it's the same when we do our corporate work nowadays as well uh just making sure people are camera ready uh but it's it's frustrating to be doing your makeup and just watch your makeup crumble under the lights and, you know, the actors getting tired. And obviously you're just sort of waiting around. So there is kind of a lot of, a lot of hanging around. It's on set. a completely different vibe. And I know that that was not my kind of uh, calling in life, but I'm so interested in stuff like that as well. But I just think how amazing to have started there and then ended up where you are now. So what does your morning routine look like, Camilla? So my days are pretty varied. Uh, we're, we're very quiet at the moment. So there's the start of the year. Um, so the first couple of months are, are quiet because we do a lot of bridal work um, and corporate as well. And I think everyone's just trying to get themselves kind of into gear. And I'm trying to get myself into gear after Christmas overindulgence and everything. But I do have quite a strictish morning routine um, just because I think routine is so important for all of us to just keep us grounded, um, to keep us secure um you know mentally and also physically as well sort of get our bodies moving in the morning so I always do a bit of cardio in the morning sometimes it's just sort of 20 minutes swinging my kettlebell around um I really got into home workouts during the whole lockdown situations um and the pandemic so um I make sure I get that or I go into a, a spin class or something at the gym now and I have two dogs, two cocker spaniels, Arthur and BB. So they need to be walked as well. And they're actually, they're in boot camp at the moment. They're being trained. <laughs> They've got a dog trainer. Yeah. So we're meeting her at 2 p.m. most days, unless it's raining. Uh, so actually, I wait a bit later for, for their walks. Um, but one thing I've started doing actually is I randomly came up with this New Year's resolution that I was going to watch more sunrises. Uh, so we've actually oh, been getting wow. Yeah, yeah, we've been getting up for those. Not every single day because it's not always a sunrise to watch if it's a bit miserable weather. I'm actually going over to Hampstead Heath, which is about a 15 minute drive. But the dogs have got to be walked later anyway. So I just sort of rejig my schedule. But I think it's a really great way to start the day just out in the open, fresh air. I mean, it's bloody freezing, but (laughs) wrapping up warm and yeah, just just kind of waking up with the day when, you know, kind of reset your your body clock to wake up when we when we should be and kind of go with the day the rhythm of the day yeah I definitely get the feeling actually that you are very highly motivated and just asking you that question confirms that Camilla you are definitely somebody that seizes the day um so at what point did you feel ready to scale and what steps did you take to get it all moving with your agency so it kind of so I was in the filming industry for a little while um about a year and a half or so and then basically what happened was I assisted on a couple of weddings and really enjoyed them and it just none of it felt like work to me and so I thought you know what this is what I'm going to pursue um and I'm going to really focus on this so that's what I started doing and then obviously with weddings I was focusing on the bridal stuff it's very seasonal or it was back then it's kind of all over the place at the moment but I got frustrated you know with all your marketing efforts um and sort of all brides kind of coming in for the summer mainly is you know I can only be in one place at a time um and you know sometimes I might get three or four bookings for one day and really I can only take one or two at a push so that's when I started sort of thinking or could I start you know some sort of agency or pass work on and referral but that's quite quite 
difficult um it could be a bit messy unless you've got a system in place for that so I just thought let's just give the agency thing a go and it was really difficult at first because when you've put your heart and soul into obviously building something and and you love it that much as well you just worry that other people aren't going to give that care and attention that you do and that love and passion and also in terms of it being your business you don't want your name potentially being dragged through the mud either so it was a very very scary process um and I initially started so I reached out to people that I trained with initially who I'd obviously known for quite a while who I felt sort of confident in um and that were reliable and that I knew and yeah sort of started passing work out to to them initially and then just kind of went from there really just sort of started started growing it and got a bit more a bit more confident um with sort of taking people on I had some bad hires as well, uh, which you do. Um, but the more, I don't think there's a quick way around it because you kind of have to go through that and then you realize what you're looking for. And so now I have no problem. Like I know a CJC artist when I see one and you, you just get more, I think more confident in your offering, your service, your brand, uh, and, and more confident in your ability to see the right things in the right right people. And we're I'm big on personality because I just think particularly on wedding days, it, super, um, personality is just super important. Like because you want to feel like you've got a friend there that you've known for years and someone who's got the ability to just make you feel at ease instantly and make you feel relaxed and calm is is major majorly important so yeah it takes a special type of person I believe to go into weddings I think you're right I think you definitely need to have that people person mentality and you just get savvy at being an agency you get savvy at picking up the right people sometimes you know you do like you said you hire the wrong person and you've got all the best intentions and sometimes they've got all the best intentions but weddings you either make it or you break it like it's you know it's a bit marmite for some people um and we see a lot of hair and makeup artists go through challenges to get their businesses seen and selling with clients so what's your go-to strategy to get the booking through the door be visible, get, you know, talk to, be visible, talk to people. Um, yeah, it, it's difficult because there, there was kind of a, before when I started out, I think, you know, it was easy to get on the phone and then the world just got busier and we're all very, very busy, aren't we? And then sometimes it's really hard. People just like, can you send me a quote on email? And you, you know, you want to be talking to them really, because the only, the only thing that sets us apart, because people don't actually really know good makeup or good hair necessarily. All they know is they look better. So as much as maybe one, you know, between makeup artists or hairstylists, we'd be able to see, you know, great work and good work and not so wonderful work. Most people don't see that. So really the only thing that is going to set you apart from, from everybody else is you and your personality. Um, and you can, the easiest way to make that shine through is getting on, a call with someone I've just started well a couple of years now but zoom calls I'm like why on earth did it take a global pandemic for me to be doing these they're a really really great way um just to to meet people properly because you can kind of just body language as well is really really important um and that's why on you know on social media um just doing videos and things like that nothing has to be perfect um if it's perfect then it just looks fake as well and contrived so you're actually better off just 
switching on um, and just having a bit of a ramble um, and talking about, you know, all the things that you're passionate about and that you have in your life, because that's what other people connect with. And we don't, you know, we don't connect with businesses as such. We connect with the people that are in those in those businesses. Um, and that's really what's going to what's going to make people want to work with you or, or not. And you don't want to be really working with people that you don't gel with. Because- no, it's so true. I, you know, and, and actually you're, you're so right as well. Your USP is you, right? No, yeah, but yeah. You're, there's no other person like you out there. You are, you cannot be cloned. Uh, and that is what people buy into is just your body language, the way you talk, the way you walk. And it, it doesn't matter if you're a shy person, an outgoing person, or you're middle of the road person, you know, just to see that real person behind the brand is so important. So um, how many artists do you now have on your books and how do you manage the workload, Camilla? So uh, we've got we've got about 16 now, around 16 wow. artists. Um, but, you know, everyone's freelancers in their own right. So it's um, not every I don't employ everyone kind of full time. And as far as managing the workload, it's it's pretty easy. Um, it kind of, yeah, it, well. I don't know if you're just saying that. I did not find it easy at first. <laughs> um, I, well, I have help. I have help. So I have a Zoe. Um, so my lovely PA, she's now bookings coordinator, manager now really um, of, of everything. She is the glue that holds CJC together. And Zoe's been with me for, I think, about six years maybe longer now um and again just like I was saying before about you know finding it hard to you know start the agency and entrust people I found it really difficult for Zoe to like talk to my clients so I was like oh no no I'll do that or you know or just kind of getting getting my hands in there just thinking okay well don't worry I'll just do that so that took a while as well um, I don't know if you've experienced the same. Well, I was just about to say, so I'm not a woman, one woman show. I never have been. Um, and I think it was really about the same time as you three, four years ago. I just thought I need to have people in my business. There's no way I can do everything. And I did test the water like you, you know, I had somebody come in and do a few hours and it was hard to drop the baton. I was really scared. I was like, no, this is my baby. You know, I just don't want it to go wrong. But the more that I got people in, surprisingly, the easier it was just to drop them and you're like now I can just sit at the top as a CEO and make decisions and they can run it um and it was a great feeling so I'm never I'm a big pro VA and PAs <laughs> um you know and even the smallest capacities can make a massive difference in your business um so what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career like yours <sighs> experience gain as much experience as you can just and get yourself out there and just grab basically any opportunity because the more experience you have the more you build your confidence and the more you find out what you enjoy so you know I train in tv film and theater and that's what I thought I wanted to do and then obviously the more kind of jobs I went on I was like "Mm, I don't I don't know I don't know and then just I assisted on this sort of bridal work and I had no intention of, of doing weddings really but the reason being I didn't want to work on the weekends like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like oh no no I want my weekends and and I just absolutely loved it and it, it didn't feel like work to me it it didn't at all and that's when I thought well I'm not working on the weekends then really I'm just doing life on the weekends and getting paid to do it so the, the more experience you can gain um the more you will learn like what you enjoy doing and obviously you're going to pick up skills and I think the more people that you you meet your network is so important and in terms of 
you know, getting work in and stuff as well. We get a lot of referrals uh, from people, not necessarily that are past clients, but just from, you know, the people that I know. So I think it's really important to, you know, go to kind of drop into network meetings and things like that. Um, Again, that increases your confidence speaking to people, you know, voicing what you do, because I think we all have that imposter syndrome um, all the time. (laughs) It kind of never leaves. It just, it's just a different type of imposter each time. But the more you're out sort of talking about what you do, the more real it becomes for you. And, and also at the same time, you're building confidence, but you're also, um, you know, getting more, more people knowing about you who will then talk to more people and, uh, and refer work your way as well, or opportunities at least. Yeah, I mean, we're not an island. And I think that's the, the easiest way to be for some people is that I've seen on weddings where they do very much keep themselves to themselves. But I just found it much more beneficial from a business when I got chatting to everyone. And actually, a lot of people really like to be talked to. Sometimes photographers will go to a wedding and they maybe not talk to someone all day because, you know, it just pe- depends on the dynamics of the crowd. Uh, and just to be able to connect with people. Uh, I just I, I'm the same. I, I did exactly the same. So what was your favorite subject at school, Camilla? have a guess it's got to be art now it, yeah <laughs> it was arts yeah 100 oh and theater studies as well but definitely art so I used to I just love getting engrossed in projects but also what I loved is having a brief and just working towards that but kind of doing doing what I want but just having a little something to go on and you know even now if I was to do creative shoots when they just say do what you want I'm I freeze I'm like paralyzed because I, I need something something to sort of go on and work around because it's inspiring it's it inspires you doesn't it to sort of work around that area and then explore what what you can do it's interesting because uh, I I was a makeup artist for a great many years 12 years as well probably about the same time as you and yeah I can't draw for toffee so it's it really interesting how people you know start off um, and actually you know, art was not my go-to thing I was full out and out English I loved everything literature language all of that so it's, it's just so fascinating what trends do you see emerging in the industry right now Camilla oh trends do you know okay I can't keep up with trends these days like <laughs> um and I try not to pay too much attention to them either because I'm far more interested in the person that I've got sitting in front of me and their likes and dislikes and what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with rather than what the latest trend is. Um, And also trends, they kind of come back around really, don't they? Uh, I often, you know, in terms of of hairstyling and makeup for weddings in particular these days, they're they're pretty varied. I mean, we're we're very much, we're definitely away from the, the structured hair that we used to see um makeup's probably become a lot more natural everybody kind of wants that natural glow and natural beauty um yeah and just you know things like braided hairstyles you know they might crop up every every now and again uh but it's yeah it's really just the the preference I think of the of the person and that's what I'm most interested in rather than you know what the what the latest trends are and particularly when it comes to weddings you don't want to look back on your wedding photos years down the line and think well what was I thinking you know because I see a few trends like that right now (laughs) and I think oh in five years time when you look on your wall is that going to really be what you really do you know what I mean you just have to think about uh and put that into perspective and I know exactly what you mean it's going with what the client wants whatever they want come into the chair you know as long as it's um you know pretty and everything else then we just get on with it absolutely absolutely 
What would you say is a common myth about hair and makeup art, uh, agencies that you want to debunk? A myth? Oh, um, I don't know about, well, from a, from a, an artist point of view rather than the client point of view, um, I guess, you know, I worked for agencies when I was starting out and I used to be like gobsmacked when I found out what they were charging and what they were what they were paying. Uh, and to be honest, with, with my girls, I mean, we do have higher rates because I think it's so important they get paid for, you know, good rates because, you know, peanuts, monkeys, right? Yeah. Um, so that, you know, you want to make sure that they're, they're being paid, paid well. So not only were some of the rates like ridiculously low of some of the companies that I worked with, um, but I just, yeah, found it, I thought it was extortionate what they were taking. However, I now <laughs> realize, you know, not even in terms of the, there's the money side of things, um, the costs of, you know, networking stuff, ads alone, things like that, draw, drawing things, you know, drawing business in, um, but also the time spent, the amount of time I spend, out sort of you know meeting with people um and the time spent on social media now because also way back then there wasn't there wasn't as much I mean the amount of content and the type of content that you've got to produce these days I mean it's an absolute full-time job so then you're hiring a social media manager that's another another cost uh so yeah so there's there's that that I now kind of understand being on on the other end of it um but also I still think there are some ridiculously low charging companies out there who really don't don't pay but if you're going from job to job and you're sort of out in London all day long then then it kind of works out but it, you know makeup products are expensive yeah um you know decent decent products um hair stuff as well and also I'd rather be present with clients I think we'd all rather be present and calm and relaxed than sort of rushing around from one job to the next sort of just a, a tick off the list but then you have different types of clients you know you have clients who just want a quick sort of makeup they're not really fast they don't want to chat they don't really want to connect they just want a service they don't want an experience and I think what we provide is an experience rather than just a service if that yeah makes sense. I love all of that what you've just said exactly that and and I know what you mean you know I have heard uh, some horror stories if you like about people being very very underpaid and that was one thing that I did with my team was made sure that they felt like they were getting you know, a good salary for the work they did and they always brought in five-star reviews but you're on the other side of it yes we are the ones responsible for bringing in the bread the bacon you know it's like getting out there and, and networking with the um, industry, the venues, and all of that takes time. So what's been your least favorite job to date? Oh, gosh. I would say there's, a, I don't know, I can't think of one, or oh, there's just been so many of them. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. I just, yeah, I guess least favorite. I think there's a least favorite type of work. And you know, I mentioned about the filming and filming can be fun because there's that kind of you're, you're all in it together. And it's like when you when you're having a filming day, like the outside world doesn't exist, like you are totally immersed in it, which is kind of cool. What I don't think you get as much um, is on in the, when you're in the studio, um, kind of on e-commerce. Usually there's no window, so you do very much forget about the outside world. But I just I'm not a fan of e-commerce stuff because generally it's literally one look for the entire day and a billion outfits. And every time the model takes off an outfit, 
I have to just rejig the hair and the makeup and I just find it really tedious. Yeah, it sounds it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where I want to be doing something fun. Um, keep into. Yeah, so pr- probably probably that type of work, really. Yeah. What can our listeners, uh, how can our listeners connect with you? They can connect many ways. Um, so I have my own personal Instagram, which is at Camilla J. Collins. Uh, our website, our hair and makeup website is uh, Um, And also the Instagram and Facebook is, is CJC Hair and Makeup as well. And I just want to point out, you are not just a, um, a one business avenue. You have got so many strings to your bow. So you do life coaching and coaching confidence. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of just came from, as I was saying before, about the the person um, in front of me in terms of, of makeup. But it sort of already started with the with the book, hashtag no filter needed. And the, the tagline is kicking unobtainable standards to the curb and reimagining the power within yourself. And really, I just feel that we have so much untapped power within us. And, you know, it's the lacking of confidence to kind of go forth with with a lot of things a lot of things in life and it was just the conversations that I was having in the makeup chair with clients and I think what really upset me and where the book sort of came about is that well, not upset me but nearly every single client I don't know if you experience this that sits in my makeup chair immediately apologizes for the way that she looks all the time yeah thanks and- my heart Exactly. And and in doing so, it's, it, you know, it's apologizing for who you are. Um, and also that focus on exterior. And what I really wanted to do was was help people from the inside out rather than the outside in and the, the beauty industry. So um, the book kind of is a bit of an expose on, on some of that and the marketing tactics and the bullshit, as it were. I hope I can say that word on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so just a lot of you know pushing kind of products and all of that and I wanted to you know almost like a drug I want to wean people off the products and get them back in touch with themselves and stop you know outsourcing their confidence and quick fixing on on things outside of them and instead kind of hone in and really harness what they already have and and recognize that and and bring that out of themselves to to have that kind of true confidence it just sounds like an absolute dream thank you so much for joining us today Camilla Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure being here.